What up, Oasis fam? Man, Hi. missed you. <laughs> I don't know what about. <laughs> Is that what it sounded like? Yes. What was that? That was just me throwing up. Oh well, I'm I'm sorry if I sounded like I puked when I started no, this podcast. But we are excited to be back. We missed you. We're sorry about last week. You know, life happens, and we're not just gonna. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna apologize and move on from that. So we're back this week though, and we've got yep. another podcast, and we're speaking on. The joy of the Lord and all that comes with it. <laughs> Boom. So to start, let's there talk about some happy memories. Let's get the people in their feels just reflecting on all the good things that life has given us. So give me give me a happy memory. I got I got some top five bits that, that are some happy memories for me. Um I would say I would say number five. Oh, I'll say I'll say this. Number six. You're giving us a s I'm giving you top six. A six part oh, no. ready? <laughs> number six. Uh, Wesley being born. Number five, o- uh, Alice being born. Number four, Otis being born. Okay. Are these in like number, order of like? No, in- I just I just just top six bits. Oh, okay. they're not in order. There's yes. six of them. Okay. Number Ooh. three, finding out Abby's pregnant. Oh, again with our fourth child. Oh, ah, big a reveal. news reveal. Boom! Happy memories, bro. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent. The king of just slipping those kind of I just, news into like, things. Like huge news and just, just saying it. <laughs> just casually. <laughs> number two, marriage to Abby. Number one, it was probably the Vikings game that me and Abby went to a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh my I feel like that's the at least third time he's brought up that memory yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> it's literally one of the best vacations we've ever had. It was just three days. Us. It was the first time I think we got away. Just us two without kids since kids are born. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was yeah. fun. That's good. Nice. Jana, what do you think? <laughs> um, those all feel like really big things that <laughs> I feel like anything I say will be silly. <laughs> I said a bikes game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think the first one that popped into my head was the Sunday when I picked up my dog when she was a puppy. It was like a week late because there had been a snowstorm when I was going to go pick her up. And then there was a snowstorm the same day that I picked her up. So it took me forever to like drive the half hour to get her. And then she just sat in my lap while I drove back to Brookings. And it was on a Sunday, and we had Oasis. So then I had to put her <laughs> in her little kennel backstage <laughs> for the I didn't know that. rest of the day. Yep. That's crazy. So, That's good It one. was so exciting. She was so little. Mm-hmm. Now she's all grown. Yeah. It's crazy how they grow up now so fast. <laughs> yeah. Three it's years true. later. Well, for me, my wife and I just had this conversation a couple of days ago because I thought we were road tripping. So you talk about literally anything to try and mm-hmm. pass the it's hours. True. Um, and I said some of the happy memories that I have are when you get to the end of a day. So hopefully you have some of these and you can relate. Otherwise, let's talk. But when you get to the end of the day and you just look back on a day and you're like, man, today was a good day. I don't know if you guys have that where it's just like the simplicity of like there probably wasn't anything crazy. Maybe you just saw your friends, you hung out with family, mm-hmm. you had good food, you relaxed. Like those kind of things. Those are some of my favorite like memories or just like feelings is when you get to the end of the day, you're either relaxing or like you're going to bed and you're like, man, today was a good day. Yeah. I love that feeling. It's, it's so yeah. like just nice. Yeah. So that's probably what I'd say. Otherwise, we talked about like our wedding day. But to be honest, maybe this is a hot take, but the wedding day wasn't the happiest day of my life. I was yeah. really excited. Yeah. But there's a lot of emotions enwrapped in that day. Like, oh, yeah. There's a also some like to do sad and... emotions. And yeah. there's also like a whole lot of tiredness and like a little bit of stress. <laughs> and most and... likely drama. Yeah. And from somewhere, some way, somehow, there so, just is. Super happy, super joyous, but there's a lot that goes into that day. So, yeah. 
That's what I would say. My happy there memory. The day after I was married. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask why, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I was going to quote Michael Scott, and then that would have been way too inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So, so we're talking about joy. Anyway. <laughs> and we're talking about this three-letter word that honestly can be a bit confusing when we start to throw it around. Because even in the opening part of this podcast, we've talked about happy memories. But mm-hmm. yet, right now, I want to ask the question is, what's the difference between joy and happiness? Because we see one biblically, but also in experience of life, what, what do we, they don't feel mm-hmm. like they line up perfectly. So, how would we describe these two differently? Yeah. So, joy is an internal disposition that's not reliant on our external circumstances, but that's given to us by grace from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of that, then you get outward expressions. Uh, whereas happiness is circumstantial. It's dependent on the things happening around us. No, that's straight on. Spot forward. But like, if someone's hearing this for the first time, I am an example learner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, you can give yeah. me the definition, you can, but I need like an example. So what would you guys say is an example between joy and happiness? Like, I'm happy if I hit a good golf shot. Okay, there okay, you go. Okay. Like, like, when mm-hmm. I go golfing, okay, here, I'll just give you an example. <laughs> I've been playing really good golf the last two weeks. It's been really fun for me. You can I've tell been, it's like, summertime. I just, I, what? Oh, yeah. You can tell it's summertime. Ben's golfing all I'm the time. I'm golfing yeah. just a ton. <laughs> but I just, for some reason, the game has clicked. I don't know what it is. It's just clicked. And I've hit some really great shots, and it feels great. Like, mm-hmm. it feels great to hit a good shot. When do you get your call up to the Masters? Zero. <laughs> You're not going to be on the PGA Tour? Never. You're hitting your stride? Though. I'm not even close to that good. And I've been playing good golf for me, and I'm not close to that good. All right, back no, but then it's like, and why that's happiness is because immediately within five seconds, I'll miss the three-foot putt for birdie and not be happy anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, it's right, circumstantial. Yeah, yeah. But joy is constant. Mm-hmm. It's again, like yeah. Jenny, you said it perfectly. It's not circumstantial. Yeah. It's circumstantial. It's literally based off of our relationship with God mm-hmm. through Jesus. Mm-hmm. So even when you don't hit the three-foot putt, you still have still joy. Joy, yo. It doesn't ruin I'm your still whole joyous life forever. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to start singing here soon. <laughs> We're just going to keep rolling with that That's good. one-liner. That's good. <laughs> okay, so if we can make that distinction, we can see them as two different things. How do we pursue joy? Because it almost sounds like mm-hmm. if it's this internal disposition, it's, it's who we are on the inside, and it's not relying on circumstances but on grace— there still comes some role that we play in that. In yeah. what is it? Is it a choice? Is it just an awareness? Like, how do we play into that joy? How do we claim that for us? Yeah. And so, because our joy is based off our position to God, which happens in Christ through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. So, it's more than circumstance in that. Every single day with whatever circumstances happen, I choose joy based off just simply remembering that I'm a child of God. Mm -hmm. But then also because I'm a child of God, that already gives us the reality that it's a relationship with the Father because of what Jesus has done for us. So then I'm Mm -hmm. choosing to continue to pursue relationships. And so even when, again, suffering happens, and, and Paul talks a ton about joy in Philippians, he gives us a lot of like, in in writing his book of Philippians, they call Philippians literally like this a book of joy but contextually like he's in prison so it's not about circumstance it's literally about relationship mm-hmm. and then james also gives us an encourage kind of an encouragement but hey here's what you can do in the midst of when you are suffering how to choose joy no matter your circumstance consider it pure joy brothers and sisters when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance so it is a choice yeah. but it's also a choice based off the reality and understanding that i know who i am before god mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. does not ever change 
Yeah. And it's an easy choice to make when circumstances are good. good. Yeah. Because that's the happiness part. When you're in a a, a state of happiness, I think choosing joy becomes really easy. Yeah. Reflecting on the inside, what you're feeling on the outside becomes easy. Easy. It's the opposite. That's super Mm -hmm. difficult. When everything around you and your happiness is down, it's choosing to, on the inside, have a different sense of joy, a different emotion internally than you do externally because of what's coming out of you. You know? So that's, that's really difficult. And yeah. Paul, yeah, you said wrote about it, but then James, but then Jesus, and what we have from Hebrews 12, it says, Hebrews 12, 2, for the joy set before him, that's Jesus, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, because that's what it was meant to do. It was meant to shame him and make and embarrass him. And throwing that aside, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so you mm-hmm. see what they meant for shame, what his circumstances meant to embarrass him and to bring him low and to completely destroy everything he'd built up. He took a, a, a posture of joy and internally he looked forward into the future and he had hope and he had in some ways the grace of God to strengthen him through that and mm-hmm. know that there was he could be joyous on the inside as he was pinned to a cross being murdered by people. That's joy. Yeah. Like there's something about it that in Super the worst, literally, crazy. <laughs> the worst of situations, Jesus yeah. was able to choose joy. Yeah. And I think, and I don't know where this fits, but it's okay to be happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like that's good. Those are good things. And and we're going to get to a point in this talking about why some people in church are grumpy. And we'll talk about it. I don't know what we're going to say, but I just get frustrated with it. <laughs> but like, it's okay to be happy and it's okay to not be happy. And it's just recognizing, okay, how do I choose joy in those moments? And I think even just Luke uh, ten twenty one, in the same hour, this talking about Jesus. In the same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. Literally, the Holy Spirit gave him joy. So mm-hmm. we choose joy. But we also recognize that because we've given our life to Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit who gives joy. And then also in the Psalms, there's a prophecy about Jesus's joy, and it's Psalm forty five. Verse 7 says, Therefore God your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. And it says that it's because this person has chosen to love righteousness and hate wickedness. Mm. So when I choose mm. to love righteousness, which Jesus is making me righteous, to love holiness, to pursue holiness, and hate wickedness, to hate my own sin, there's a joyful feeling in that because I'm pursuing the thing that God wants me to pursue. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah, Again, not always You're doing easy. what you were made to do. Yes, yeah, super good. So we've already talked a little bit about this and what it looks like to like get joy. You know, because I feel like if we were lis- if you were listening to this podcast for the first time and you're recognizing, okay, joy is a choice. Maybe I don't feel that in my life. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. feel like that's something I'm living in. How would we encourage people to go and to get that joy? I'll do the first one. I just, I want to go with the reality of connection with Jesus. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Little, I mean, John 15 says, Excuse me, I just burped. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. And he says, abide in me. Another version says, if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. And the fruit he is talking about, one, I think is in relationship to other people of making disciples, but it's also in relationship to God individually for us in bearing the fruit of the spirit, which is the Galatians 5 fruit. And one of those fruit is literally joy. Well, to bear the fruit, it's not about me making the right choices and always necessarily choosing joy in circumstances, but it's also I'm choosing to stay connected to Jesus who promises me that I will bear the fruit of joy in my life as I stay connected to him, which goes again to the reality of the ne- definition of joy. That's not about circumstance. It's about mm-hmm. disposition, my mm-hmm. relationship with yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 
And this guy said he was going to be the first one and then did all like four. Yeah, really? I thought you said the last one. No, no, no. Yeah, you crushed. You, you did good. <laughs> so if you're looking for, for some more references, if you're a note taker, because some people, some people are like that. They like to take notes with the podcast. We're referencing like First Peter 1, 8, Romans 14, 17. Wait, read that one though. Okay. First because Peter. this this to me explains what, like even how hard it is to talk about joy sometimes. Yeah. Mm. So First Peter 1, 8, it's going to be, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So it's... Even there he says, it's inexpressible. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes it's hard to define. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, I just, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. No, that is super good. And, and Peter's just pointing us to this idea of faith in Jesus, belief in him. And though we don't see him, that faith aspect leads us to be filled on the inside with this joy. And mm-hmm. that changes... I mean, who we are. So then I said Romans 14, 17, Romans 15, 13, or Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So when we go through all of this and we get to this place, okay, where we're people filled with joy, where we know it's a choice we have to make, but how does it, how do we make that choice like every day? You know, how do we live into this reality we're supposed to be experiencing? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors that play into it. Um, I mean, Ben's already said that it comes from connection with Jesus. And so do you make it a daily practice to be connected with Him? Are you intentional with prayer and and being in the Word and being in discipleship with other believers? Um, But even in that, identifying what gives you joy. Like, what are circumstances that maybe produce happiness in you, but then out of that you also can experience joy Mm -hmm. um, and just continually filling your life with joyful things too. Okay, let's go there. (laughs) The three of us sitting around this table. Oh, boy. You, you listening to your podcast, you can also answer this question for yourself. But when we're talking about daily practices, following Jesus, and we've done this a little bit before, like talked about what yeah. gives us joy, what gives us life. But let's do it again. I mean, like, yeah. what's the thing that gives you joy in your yeah. daily connection with mm-hmm. Jesus that keeps you coming back, that fills that tank? Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's been, most recently, it's it's been journaling. Usually, always consistently and continually, it's music. It's worship mm-hmm. through music. Like, I'll... I've been just listening to a ton of the Shane and Shane albums of Psalms and hymns yeah, so and good. just so crushes, good. just mm-hmm. does something to my soul every time. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, a couple devos that I'm reading by Eugene Peterson that is just simply praying through the with the prophets and praying with the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And I connected to, to my Bible reading. And that has just, it's it's gotten me to a place and I do it right away in the morning of just recognizing, okay, mm-hmm. what's today about? Mm-hmm. Right? Just that re- reorienting of like, okay, what am I about today? I'm choosing today who I'm going to follow and worship. I'm choosing today how I'm going to respond. Mm-hmm. Just simply based on allowing that moment to, allowing the scripture even in that moment, just to speak to my soul. Mm-hmm. And just the consistency of that I've seen. There's not always, like there are days where like I'll read and I'll journal these things and write these prayers down that I don't necessarily feel anything. But intellectually, in my mind, there's a rest yeah. mm-hmm. that's sometimes hard to explain. There's a joy mm-hmm. that is consistent. And there's something about what you said, like doing it in the morning. Because I know mm-hmm. people aren't always morning yep. people. And they're always, I always have people ask, like, how, is import, how important it is to read in the morning or to practice, like, spiritual discipline in the morning. And like, but I'm not a morning person. But, <laughs> and I, I was like this for the longest time. I would do everything at night. But there's something about starting your day and orienting yourself like that that I think is really mm-hmm. important. Agreed. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big one. Jenna, what do yeah. you think? What gives you um, the biggest like individual practice for me is is listening to worship music, particularly in the morning. I usually do it while I'm getting ready, while I get on my way to work, and usually throughout the day as I do things. Yeah. But that's the biggest one for me is just hearing 
uh, lyrics of just glorifying God and talking about his character, his nature. Um, that's the biggest one. But then I really, it's really important for me to be surrounded by other so Christians good. who are joyful. Yeah. Because I definitely can be swayed very easily by circumstances. <laughs> and so to have people around me that are joyful is really, really helpful. Do you so, find, yeah. okay, so I'll ask this question. Do you yeah. find ever in your tendencies when you get around those people that, jealousy or like yeah. bitterness flares up or in question. your that's own or in who you, how you're wired you don't feel like you're maybe toned to that um i've never really thought of it like i th- i don't think i'd ever put the words like jealousy or bitterness to it but i think there are times when I'm like that person is so joyful i wish i was more huh. joyful mm. you know hmm. and that's one of the things i regularly pray for is that god would fill me with peace with his peace and his joy yeah. so like I, it's not jealousy in the sense of like it makes me yeah bitter or angry but just like oh, i want that you know hmm. kind of a and usually when I want something that or quality that another person has, I just spend more time with them. Yeah. <laughs> so it just pushes me in that direction. That's cool. That's good. I'm not, can I ask you, what is like, talking about worship music, like what, yeah. and this may be impossible, but right now, just what's a song that just oh, is hitting? Boy. Yep, I know. Um, it's a terrible question to ask, but I'm just curious. Or artists, if that's Yeah, easy. I've been loving Mav, Brick City. Yeah for a long time since <laughs> Brendan showed me them basically but their song um is it man of your word is that the exact yeah. title it's one of my favorites because it's just really like groovy and like you just can't help but bounce to it and it's just so joyful good. but then the context and the lyrics are just like oh god is a man of his word and just that promise is mm-hmm. like yes let's go yeah so that's been a big one love that yeah i, I mean i get to you get shane and shane she gets to say hers. i'm saying mine so <laughs> i so i know just a guy passively through some other people who does this does does a group in Sioux Falls. They're called Norden Pass, and I've just passively met them a couple times, like I said. But they released a new song called "God of Miracles," and I was like, "Oh, it's a local person. I'll check it out." But like, didn't really expect much, and it's it hits like it is super nice. <laughs> is, it, is it fire? It is fire. <laughs> the, the song slaps. It wails. It, it bangs. It wails. Whatever, whatever yeah. you it's want. A ripper? It's a no. Is it a ripper? It's a, that's not a, a whaler. Thing. I don't think that's it's a, a whaler. Thing. No. What whaler is? That's good. What's wrong with that? that? Think slams? Not, I hear Whaler. I'm not, slams? I'm not approving these. <laughs> Whale, what, you don't like Ripper? The song is dope. You guys should check it out. <laughs> is he is he worthy by Shane and Shane? It's super liturgical. Oh, it's repetition. It is right now. Uh, it's all probably good. always going to be a fair, but yeah. So, Norden Pass? Yeah, Norden Pass. God of Miracles. I have, I have no idea what the name means. Maverick City. It sounds like a street man. Maybe that's where they grew up. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Is okay, there that, a Norden maybe that's where he found falls. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's sweet, though. But, um, yeah. What's your favorite practice? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the weird part is I gave you my song plug, but to be honest, I'm on a little bit of a worship music personal, not when say hiatus because I'm still listening to it, but like I think I got a little burnt out on just constant consuming, especially the Maverick City stuff. So I've been listening to that just less and doing more silence in the car and different things like that, just more silence in life. So the thing that's been giving me just incredible joy in my daily practice has been scripture reading. Like yeah. when I've gotten to sit and just even small chunks, like maybe one chapter, uh, it's just come out the other side of that experience and that time just rested and restored and just filled with that peace and, and joy. Like I worked, I know you guys have heard me say this, but I worked down in Sioux Falls at the Pancake House every once in a while, um, just grab extra cash. So I did that a couple times this weekend and it is so draining. And after working those shifts, I just spent some time really um, spending some time in the word and that gave me incredible joy. So yeah, that's been what's worked for me lately. So nice. otherwise, 
besides the daily practice, what are, how do we lead people to um, everyday joy, embracing that and seeing that and, and being a person of joy? Yeah, and even Jaina had mentioned this, but it's the idea of the community. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, I think there's a, prog- a, a, progress, a progression in our faith individually that also involves the corporate body. And even like Paul, the way he talks about the people that he has brought to Jesus, the people that he knows who, where he's planted churches, like he calls them his joy. And it's not like, again, it's not based on circumstance. And it's not if like the, all of these people walked away from Jesus, he would be crushed and destroyed. He would be sad and frustrated, but it's the recognition of how God had moved in someone's life. And it's really beautiful. So in first Thessalonians two, he says, after all, this is Paul talking to the Thessalonians, who is our hope, our joy, our crown of boasting. If it's not you yourselves in the presence of our Lord Jesus that is coming, you are indeed our glory and our joy. And it's just this beautiful reality of God used Paul to be a part of people's just relationship with Jesus and and, and vice versa. Paul, Paul, God used people to encourage Paul in the faith. And there is joy in that because again, it's based off of grace. Mm-hmm. It's based off of what God is doing in our life. So there's this progress in faith that's communal and individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off of that, I'd probably add, um, we've, we've thrown this out a handful of times, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy yeah. of this the song, Lord this catchy idea, you probably heard it if you've been Churched for for too long. What's but, the song, Brandon? Can you sing it for us? No, I can't sing it. Yeah. Nehemiah eight eight ten is where it's coming from, <laughs> and I feel like this is just a good reminder that it's about position, not circumstance. Yeah. So when you read just those simple like words in this verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's you calling upon the joy of the Lord that it's not yours but freely given to you. So how do you spend time reflecting on your position as a child of yeah. God, as someone mm-hmm. loved by God, as mm-hmm. someone favored by God, as someone who's who God is pleased with as you follow in the the footsteps of Jesus? Like all of these reminders we can daily sit in. Something like it's like six words, but mm. sitting in those six words can truly orient and change the way we live life. And that's where I want to take us next is when we embrace joy, when we make these choices, when we recognize it, we're filled with it, we're, we're finding it daily, what does it do to us yeah. as Jesus followers? How should we look different than the world when we're people of joy? Yeah, I think the, the simple answer for me is there's just a change in character. Mm-hmm. There's a change in self. There's a change in like all of a sudden, whether it's based off of circumstance or relationship, how I react has changed because now if the joy of the Lord is my strength, if the Holy Spirit does what the Holy Spirit does as I've stayed connected to Jesus, I am a more joyful person in my interactions with people. So how I react to something negative or positive that's going on in my life changes based off how I would have reacted five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, especially pre-Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it's like, man, I'm, I'm reacting differently. Mm-hmm. I'm reacting in a way that is calm and gentle and compassionate and loving and gracious. Mm-hmm. And on again, in circumstances of what's happening to me, but also in how, in relationships. And so for me, it's like, the joy of the Lord is my strength should be a reality when I'm trying to have conflict with my kids mm-hmm. and when I'm trying to parent or when we have conversations with each other. It's like just how we react to one another. I think there's a, there's a yeah, it just, that's a result of joy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it yeah. looks more compassionate and gentle. So now we want to ask the question, what about like those grumpy Christians? <laughs> What about those people? And it's like you're interacting with them, and it's just like you don't you don't have a joy bone in your body. Like you've never experienced. <laughs> there's no way. Like you're so 
Like, and we'll we'll probably use like a fancier word would be like cynical. You know, like people who just have a pessimistic view of life and and their reality. How do we go about dealing with them? Or if we are that person, where where's the steps there? I struggle with this one. Mm-hmm. I, I really do because I do believe that. And again, life right, life happens. Really tough things happen, but I think that a joyful Christian has a happy heart mm. and that ne- should be reflected mm-hmm. again. Maybe not always. Cause not life isn't always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like, Oh, I'm putting a fake smile on my face and I'm singing shine Jesus shine all the time. Like that's not yeah. reality, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's something about like a Christian who's really filled with joy will most likely display and communicate that joy outwardly sometimes. If not, yeah. hopefully, especially as we mature in our faith, which means I stay connected to Jesus, where I'm continuing to do the simple, small things, those simple acts of obedience over a long period of time, mm-hmm. I think joy gets displayed outwardly more often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of people who've been in the church a really long time that I've interacted with that just are grumpy. And so it's hard for me to not get cynical towards them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. To be sure. judgmental toward them. And so for like, so for me, it's, it gives me a, a check in, okay, what am I doing daily now that is producing the fruit of the spirit within me? Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I think that ultimately, and then there's people that are around too who've been in the church forever. They're like, holy crap, you know, Jesus, <laughs> Yeah, like you've been with Jesus. And so it's just, but there's, a, I think there's something about like, man, if we're grumpy, if we're frustrated all the time, I would just check back into like, Especially if you can't point to a circumstance where life is just really hard and you just just it's not there. Like, mm-hmm. what are the daily decisions you're making mm-hmm. in regards to your connection with Jesus? Yeah. And if you're a person, I think on the other side interacting with that grumpy Christian, I feel like you just base return to the basics and share the gospel. Point them yeah. to the love of That's Christ. Great. Point them to what you, what you feel should be the expectation of Jesus. If you have that relationship, if you don't, I mean, then it's just being that positive presence around them, and maybe they'll catch something. It's offering words of prayer and encouragement mm-hmm. to them. Uh, you, you do what you can, but ultimately, you're not the Messiah. You're not yeah. trying to fix That's them, good. but rather just being present in that. Yeah. One other last piece I want to ask about this idea of joy and how it lives out in Christian life. I feel like for some people who go through the daily rhythm of just living life. You know, there's the ups and downs of following Jesus. We see there can be a tension to see other people who seem to always have the, to be on the up, who Mm -hmm. seem to always be filled with joy. They seem to always be happy. They're always excited. And there's a temptation to judge that as fakeness. Mm -hmm. Or if you're that person to feel like you have to put on this facade of joy. Yeah. Yeah. So like as a Christian, it's like, I know I'm supposed to be joyous, so now I feel like I need to act like that. Yeah. I need to choose it. Right. But it lends itself to like fakeness. And now I yeah. can't be authentically who I am. So how do we mm-hmm. speak into that as like on both sides of that spectrum? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, yeah. I, what we're faking is happiness. Mm-hmm. We're not relying on, again, I think what we're doing is we're trying to not be authentic. So if, if life is hard and I need to put out a facade that I'm joyful, honestly, I think there's a misinterpretation. Go back to the definition of what joy is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, really, it's it's yeah. happiness is circumstantial. Joy is a disposition of the spirit based off your relationship with Jesus. So it's okay to like be angry mm-hmm. and be frustrated. Um, yeah, just don't be fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's good. Otherwise, on the other end of that, I would just 
check your motives. Like if you are assuming someone else is fake in their joy, you know, if they're experiencing things you're not, or if you don't feel like they're being authentic, like it's not really your place to, to have that opinion. Like mm. if they're going to be fake, let, unless you have that relationship with yep. them and you feel like you need to speak into it. Yep. Like if there's a person you're watching from afar, who's always joyous and you th- feel like that's inauthentic, like that's not your place to say anything. So mm-hmm. move on, get, get over it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Okay, I got one last question, and then we're, we're wrapping up. What if we don't feel the joy? Like, we get life is hard. Like, things happen. We're dealing mm-hmm. with circumstances where it's just, man, life is hard. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't feel, like, I don't know if I, like, circumstance, let me just ballpark this. Like, you're a person who maybe you haven't felt joy in months. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't felt joy in what you feel like is years. Like, it's been a season or, like, it's just been so long since you felt joyous and you love Jesus and you feel like you're following Jesus and like, but it's hard mm-hmm. and I don't feel joy. What do we say to that person? Oof, there's a lot. I think um, one big thing is that recognize that your feelings are real, but they're not always reliable. And so how can you um, not repress your feelings or, or what you're experiencing or how you're responding to that, but how do you express it in healthy ways? Um where do you need to connect with people? I think sometimes, like, where do you even just need to look at your own, like, health, mm-hmm. you know, like physical or mental or emotional and address some of those things? Um, but yeah, I think don't be so hard on yourself that you continue down a narrow slope, but look at it, address it, and and try mm-hmm. to pray for, pray. <laughs> no, That could be the final answer. <laughs> I think all of those are good pieces, you know, and it's just, I love your idea of like, oh my, getting community involved mm-hmm. in it, continue to, to battle, not alone, but with others alongside yeah. you. Don't, don't repress it. Express how you feel. Let someone yeah. know, let people see you're the real you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even if that's yeah. hardship for this season, like let them be on the curve. Like how much better will it be if when you, when you get to, not if you, when you get to that place of joy to now be able to yeah. celebrate with those same people who were with you in the valley. Yeah. Like, that'll be beautiful. So, and, and because spiritual joy is, its foundation is in our relationship with God, anything that's in your life that hinders that relationship is probably going to steal joy. Mm. Yeah. So like, is there bitterness? Mm-hmm. That, like yeah. do you, is there forgiveness that needs to happen oh sin for sure sin yeah like like that's real wrong desires a lack mm-hmm. of love and it's like if that stuff is there that's gonna steal your joy yeah just is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool so now here's where i want to end and i just want to give you this this hope and this beauty of what jesus promises us in john 16 he says in verse 22 he says so with you now is your time to of grief and he's telling them about how he'll leave or, yeah, he hasn't left yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. I, was, I, I got in my head for it's a second. Ghost. But he's telling them he's predicting his death, and he said that will be your time to grieve, like to, to feel these emotions, to be sad. But I will see you again, and when mm-hmm. I see you again, you will rejoice, and no one will take that joy away. And Jesus is telling them, he's telling us, he's speaking and saying, I'm coming back, and when I do you will experience joy and an abundance and in a fulfillment like you've never experienced before and no one will ever take it away for mm-hmm. all of eternity. So just take hope in that, Christian. Like, yeah. Know that Jesus is coming and he's going to bring us deliverance from that, fr- mm-hmm. from any lack of happiness. Like joy and fulfillment will be complete and, in, in complete 
and f- like total internal and external joy. It'll that's be good. fully expressed forever in totality. So that's where we wanted to leave because it's just, I mean, that is epic. But thank you for listening. Thank you yeah. for tuning in. We will try and catch you, I think, next week. <laughs> Otherwise, we will let you know. We got a bunch of crazy stuff coming up as the summer ends, but we're going to get as many out as we can. So we love you, and we can't wait to see you soon. Peace. Bye. Bye.